I cannot be a great teacher without exposing who I am. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Apples and Coffee. Today, we're going to explore the day of being a teacher. We're going to talk about how we enter the building, the classroom, and then we're going to go into the type of days that we have. We have good days and bad like everyone else. But I think for us, our good days hit differently and our bad days hit differently. So we're going to talk about that. First, my co-host, Patrick, and a teacher friend of mine, Ms. Danielle, and they will introduce themselves. Okay. Hi, I'm Danielle. This is going to be year 14 for me when school starts. So year 14, and I've taught high school English the whole time. And I love, love, love teaching. Uh, this is Patrick Joyner. Uh, this is my ninth year teaching. Uh, I've taught social studies. I've taught English. I've taught kindergartners, preschoolers, been all over. Dang, so I'm the baby in the group. Whew, I'm going into year five. Oh, man. Totes of dorms. <laughs> so, uh, so the day, I know it's summertime and this might bump some people out thinking about the school year starting again, but we're going to talk about what it's like to be in our shoes for a day. So let's start off with starting the day. How do we start our day? Or better yet, are y'all like early arrivals? Like for me, before the kids, I was a super early arrival. I'm talking about like 6.30 in the morning, trying to be one of the mm-hmm. first people in the building. You make it like a little race in the game between three of us. And then obviously, once the kids came, that changed. I still like to get there early. I like to do things in the morning before. But what's y'all's beginning part of your day looking like? Um, okay. So for me, uh, same. I like, so when I first started teaching, so I didn't have kids for my whole first five years teaching, I want to say. So for the first five years, I didn't have kids. And I was like that. I was early, like super early. I had a thing where I wanted to be to work an hour early um, because I wanted to get to actually finish my full cup of coffee. And I wanted to, I don't like to rush. And so I like to have the time to set everything out. I even pre-planned for that because I set it out before I leave too. But, you know, I just like for a, I'm a smooth morning person. If the morning's chaotic, it's going to stress me out for the rest of the day. So in order to ensure that, I just have always been early. Even when I switched to Mansfield ISD, and I actually had one kid at this point, School teachers have to be at their door at 7 a.m. And I would get there at like 6.30 every time. Because I'm like, I just need a minute. Wait, the high school uh, high school required teachers to be there at 7 a.m.? In Mansfield, the um, high schools start at 7.25 and get out at oh. 2.55. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's dope. God, I miss that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my days normally start at 3 30 so I can go to the gym at four. I find when I go to the gym, it wakes me up and I'm more alert. So then I typically get to school at 6 a.m. Since I'm in my master's program, I'll do my homework around that time. Then I'll cut it off probably 6 30, 6 45, and then start setting up my room. So if we have a PBL, I'll have all their stuff out, right? Like uh, their stuff they have to research, or I'll have the standard, then the objective, and the I can statements and all that stuff on the board. Um, and then just be mindful of where I am as a person. Um, I feel like most of the time, if I know how I'm feeling, then the day is going to be good because I can understand that what they're doing is a reflection of me. It's a reflection of them. And I need to help them manage their emotions. So I try to manage my emotions before the day starts. So mm-hmm. that's my yeah, I'm still I'm still trying to get there early ish. I handled the drop off duties in the morning for daycare. So I try to get my son. I mean, it sucks because I have to wake him up early, but he also gets a chance to socialize with some of his little um, friends, which is also important. So get him there early. I like to get to school. I try. I personally don't like talking to people first thing in the morning. Not that I don't. I love people. and I'm still a people person. But first thing in the morning, I just like to have that time, drink my coffee. I have a I have a playlist I keep renaming over and over again, but now it's called the Vibe Check playlist. So I have to go to like random three, four songs off that playlist before I start going around greeting people, getting my classroom ready. I still say hello to people if I see them in the building because that's just how I was raised. But if I can get to my mm-hmm. classroom without saying something to someone, I will. And then I'll make my rounds after I listen to my music and just finish my coffee. Oh, you make rounds. That's so sweet that you make rounds. I definitely oh, yeah. don't oh. make rounds. I make 
Now, and I'll get into this later because I, was, I talk to teachers. I like to check in on teachers. Just, you know, I, ca- I care very much about how they're doing, even if they annoy me sometimes. Because I want them to be, I want them to be great. I want them to be great. I want mm-hmm. them to be great because if they're great, they're great for the kids. And ultimately, that's what I care about. Um, despite mm-hmm. what some might think, I do care, and I want the teachers to be the best for uh, the students. Of course. So that Yo, what's on that? What's on that playlist, man? Is it like chill hop or chill hop? Well, so <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get judged for this. So I have a lot of Kendrick on there. Some J. Cole. Hey. I still have Kanye on there. Uh, and then I'll let you make it. We'll let you make it. Uh, who else? Oh, Lupe got a lot of Lupe on there. Mm, okay, really? Oh yeah. Remind me. So, oh, never mind. All the hip, all the songs I have in there are just like chill, vibing hip hop songs that you can just lay back to, listen to, get something from. I can choose um, songs that actually have a meaning or have a meaning mm-hmm. for me. So, FYI, Lupe Fiasco is a super dope person. Like, me and my wife met him in Japan. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Person. Like, I couldn't get my words out, but he was patient. He didn't rush us, took pictures with me and my wife. He was a cool dude. So you can that's, listen to him go for it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what, that's on my playlist. And it's always evolving, too. I have, there's this TikTok channel that I follow. They're like, it's called like NPR Podcast. It's these mm-hmm. two dudes that talk about hip hop and everything and you know listening to a little clips actually had me go searching for certain um songs every once in a while and i'm like oh i can't believe i haven't heard that and i might mm. listen to it and if i like it i'll add it to that so it's always evolving and one thing you shouldn't listen to when you're about to talk to parents is brooklyn zoo by odb that i have your whole energy messed up you'll be in their confrontation <laughs> well now i'm gonna have to listen just because you said that <laughs> It is so confrontational. I, I made the mistake. I didn't realize what I was doing. I was angry. I was like, "Oh, because I listen." Is it to- like? Is it like the uh, you know, uh, ludicrous get back? Is it that type of energy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's very confrontational. Like the introduction of the song is just him and somebody else talking, and the mm-hmm. conversation just got violent out of nowhere. This person did nothing <laughs> to deserve the violence he was getting. <laughs> Don't listen to it directly. <laughs> <laughs> and so actually we interviewed my uh new principal last week which went very well and one of the things that we were talking about is how kids enter the building to start their day and one thing that i used to do before covid i actually played a movie so the kids had a movie playing and once class started i would stop it and then i would continue it for that uh first period because that's the only time i could really do it so they were watching uh, a movie and then we had an advisory class where I started playing a movie for them also. So after about mm. a week or so, we can get through um, a movie. But this coming up year, I want to evolve my, I have a student playlist also. So it's clean versions of songs that they recommend me, mm. that they listen to. And then I'll listen to it. And if we all agree that it'll go um, on the playlist. So I want to continue to evolve that. I want to start playing that for them when they come into my classroom. And then I tried that before. Get. I want to do it again. I tried it before. It went okay. I yeah. want to do it again, though. I want to try it again. We the we kid one. A, I mean, like we have a, a studying playlist where it's like instrumentals of certain mm-hmm. people show yeah. up. I gave yes. them access to put stuff in it, but I told them, hey, if it, this sucks, take it out. But um, yeah, it is oh, a nice yeah. way to create some kind of community with the students, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we speaking got- of like what you put on in the morning, like you said, the video. So my students took to this really well. And you guys also said this. So the instrumental, they have Disney songs, piano, Disney songs. So it's like piano, um, like, you know, all the hit Disney movie songs. And my students absolutely loved that. So I would put that on like in the morning. I would put it on during tests sometimes. They really, really liked it. And I was surprised. I didn't think they were going to like it that much. But so now I even listen to it. (laughs) Yeah, one thing. And then I also want to incorporate, I usually do it later in the year, but I'm probably going to start doing it earlier. I do freestyles. So I, I can't, I can't rap at all, but middle school kids, they love the <laughs> of it. They love the attempt of it. So I'll do, yes, a, they do. A, I'll have a, a beat that they like. I have that instrumental up and then I'll start freestyling. And sometimes I get a student who does it with me or they'll go, we'll battle each other in front of the class. So that's oh always gosh. a good. You are so brave. You are, I would I'm, pay money. Oh yeah, they. I have some good ones. 
You're really brave. I agree. You're brave. I, and I'd pay money to see that, actually. So <laughs> this actually this goes into the second topic where humor comes from. But this is one way I bring humor. I had this one student, actually. Uh, this is my second year teaching. For the sake of this, I'll call him. I call him George for the sake of this. But me and George, George used to run his mouth all the time because he thought he was a little hip hop star or whatever. <laughs> he was one of the first ones to be brave enough to hop into the freestyle battle with me. And so we started going in. And of course, he hit on the ball head because that's what they always do, because sometimes they have lack of originality. But then he started going in. He started going. He started going in on the shoes, the military. I was like, oh, so you're getting personal. So then I wind up like I started talking about money. I pulled out my wallet. I threw it at his chest. <laughs> <laughs> the kids, the whole kids, like lost their mind. They're like, "Oh!" I was like, "Yeah." I, I love those moments. I oh, love yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that was one of the best moments. And this kid actually was funny. Like you know how some kids think they're funny and everything, and you just look at them like, "Bruh, like." chill this kid was actually legit funny and i couldn't tell him that because i didn't want it to go to his head so i always had to make sure but oh my goodness this kid was actually like he was actually funny funny like i loved him but i couldn't let him well I, he knew that i loved him but i couldn't let him know he was that funny because mm. they, they tried to take him but yeah mm-hmm. and he was a good sport though and you know after i beat him you know he kept trying to come back so i appreciated that Mm-hmm. That's dope. See, I couldn't do that, but I we will get into roasting battles and oh lord, oh, yeah. all roasting. So all we do is crack jokes, Georgia. That's <sighs> all we do. And this kid didn't understand this. He's from Augusta. Augusta and Metro Atlanta are different. So he wouldn't tell jokes, and I told him you better stop because I got a few that I've been holding on to, and I don't want to end you because you're crushing. Me. You better stop. <laughs> he didn't. So I let two, three, four off. Bam, bam, bam. And he stopped. Finally, but that kind of ruined him for the rest of the year because his students were using it again. So I kind of felt bad. But sometimes you gotta let them know, Teacher King, Mr. King. Sometimes you gotta let them know. You you playing grown man games? About to play grown man. There you go. Hey, I used the phrase "play stupid games, win stupid prizes." Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) nobody told you to step up. Nobody told you to do that. You chose this. So, uh, what about you, Danielle? What about humor for you throughout the day? Oh gosh, that's like a big thing for me. So like some of the stuff that I do for humor, other teachers frown upon, but you know, you do you, I'm gonna do me. Like I have my way that I relate to kids. So when I was, well, I guess I'm single again now, but like early in my teaching career, when I was like single, they loved hearing my bad date stories. Those were like the, they like, and of course I gave the, I, you know, I kept it, you know, school appropriate, of course. But they would just be like, okay, who tried to holler now? Like, they just thought that was so funny to hear about, like, some whatever date stuff I was going through. Also, um, just, like, whenever we would get on a topic and I would try to bring in stuff that they know. Because, like, you know, obviously, as we know, when we bring in examples they know, then it makes things click better. So, I mean, I would look and see like what comedians they like the rappers they like and they would get a huge kick of me saying like rapper names wrong or like i'd ask them like this new guy uh blast i don't know if y'all have heard of him but he spells his name b-l-x-s-t and i'm like okay what is the x supposed to be so i'm like okay guys is it blacks like i don't know so they love like when i can't say like rapper names and you know stuff like that so i'm like a goofy person in general so the kids always have like fed off that but like you said, you can't let them run with the room because sometimes they are so funny and you just want to laugh so hard. And you're like, I can't laugh or they're going to think they run the class. But on that same token, the roasting and all that, sometimes when they get to going at each other, it is so funny. But I, you don't know if the other person thinks it's funny. Mm-hmm. So you can't laugh. But I want to laugh so bad. So I want to be like, can't save you. Shouldn't have said that to him. Can't save you. So in general, we just have a really like familiar family kind of fun environment in my class. You yeah. can do that kind of stuff when you actually have relationships with students. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Everybody here knows and loves their students. So we can do that kind of stuff. I yeah. have students who say, oh, I wish I was in your class because while other mm-hmm. teachers are teaching, we have, we, I'll stop and we have some moments of like laughing, like 10, 15 minutes because someone's roasting someone. I let it go once, especially yep. when they're going back and forth. And I'm like, I'm, I sit back and I pretend I drink some water or whatever. Like, mm, yeah. What are you going to yep. say? What are you going to say to that? And then 
But then people would hear that and they're like, oh, I wish I was in your class. And then I'm just like, look, not everybody could be in my class. And my yeah. class isn't for everyone yeah. because I do have some students who, at the end of the year, I always do these surveys. Oh my God. And gosh, some students yeah. are like, I wish you would talk less or if you would yep. uh, do this more. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry. The other teachers yeah. were you. I'm not. Yeah, there I'm, you go. That's just, that happens to me too. That, that happens to me too, for sure. And at the end of the day, what my district uh, cares for, test scores, you know, whatever, yeah. my test scores are still um, good. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing something right. But I do feel bad for those students who want a more uh, structured environment. Because, yeah. Hey, man. Michael, you have plenty of time to have a board life. Yeah, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Thank yeah, they'll you. get it in high school real quick. Like but, they also really like to hear me talk about college. And like this yeah, one kid put on the survey one time, they're like, You tell too many college stories. I'm like, you're like the 0.1% that thought that. Like they wanted to hear this story. So because it always true. goes with what we're doing. Like it's not like I'm just out here just trying to just talk about whatever. Like it always has something to do with whatever we're doing, but they're like, we want, we don't need to hear all that. Well, maybe you don't maybe you go don't. down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> and I try to use like, per, like when I'm doing a lesson, it's harder in Texas history because Texas, actually before Texas joins the United States, it's easier. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I try to add my personal, like something personal into the lesson to help them try yeah. to And one, one thing I like to do, and I used to do this in the beginning of the year, I tell them, this is especially for my young boys, but I tell them the story of middle school. Uh, this one uh, interaction I had with this uh, girl and how oh, yeah. she how she did me. So I do that so the kids know that it's not just them. They're not the only mm-hmm. one doing That's right. And so, you know, and then I usually, and then throughout the year, I after telling all these little stories, I do a kahoot. Mm-hmm. How well do you know Mr. King? And there's like oh, I'm going to try that. Questions. 17 <laughs> questions on there and they absolutely love like oh, I'm I have sure. I have her name on there I'm like what's my son's name what school did I oh. go to what sports do I coach what's my favorite anime like all these things that like, if they paid attention mm-hmm. and and we do it like twice a year and they absolutely love that and I love seeing them do it because it shows that they are paying attention to the little things that I say also like do they get bonus points or something or they get a little treat or they get a little treat. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Treat. That's one. I don't. I don't usually do extrinsic motivation, but I do reward that because that's something fun that they don't really have to pay attention to at all. But they choose to store that information in their brain. So I'm like, you should be rewarded because. Well, that's like part of creating that classroom family, though. Yeah. Like them, you know, knowing that stuff, and like I was just gonna say, one of the other ways that humor um, appears in the classroom is inside jokes. Like Mm -hmm. your stuff on your Kahoot, like that stuff that y'all like talk about, you know, so a kid from some other class can't come in and know anything about that. So Mm -hmm. the inside jokes make it so funny because, you know, something will happen like you're in the middle of reading a story and a kid like snores really loud or, you know, just little stuff like that that happens. And then somebody will bring it up on another day and the whole class laughs like so that stuff is the inside jokes are funny, too. Right. I kind of use like the humor to lessen the blow of like a failure. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I'll take whatever they feel at and I'll make a joke at, out of it. But it's not a harming joke. It's kind of like a self-depreciating joke. I'm kind of making fun of, fun of myself, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's smart, but no matter how smart you are, you're still going to fail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing is learning from it. So, yeah, you can use mm-hmm. humor in a whole bunch of ways just to build that family class, uh, uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Right. I, like, I got to buy a new pair of black Air Forces. <laughs> Random. He got that Black Air Force energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm walking Black Air Force energy. Actually, oh, so, Lord. so I've been working with Eagle Scholars this summer. So there's we have some college interns, and one of them was like, Mr. King, you put off a lot of Black Air Force in middle school energy. And I was like, yes. I teach it, so uh-huh. I got to stay on my toes. I got I to gotta keep myself on my toes because there I see sort of slacking. Those kids are going to know, and I can't, I can't lose. I can't, I can't lose a step. Can't lose step. Got to stay on top of the game. So, I stay fresh with my comebacks, my clapbacks, all of it, and okay, I no. and I embody that Black Air Force energy. And, and if you start off strong, like you can go back, then it'd be funny. 
if you start off soft, you can't get hard after that. <laughs> I learned, y'all know, I learned that. I t- started teaching high school at 23. That first year was a horrific nightmare, but it was in a beautiful way. And I must have done something right because I'm going to one of their weddings this summer. Um, so I must have done something right. But woo, that first year, Jesus. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk about so talk about a lot of uh, happiness and laughing and stuff, but you know, part of my job is also uh, it's also tough. So how do y'all handle, especially the set? Like I'm not gonna, I don't let the kids see me cry, but well, sometimes there's a there's a couple who see me cry. I'm not gonna lie, there's a couple who who's seen the waterworks. Not not all of them, but how do y'all handle those times where uh, sadness is like right there in the moment, like? Whether that one-on-one or happens in front of the whole class, like how do you navigate that and deal with that? I'm a crier. My kids know I'm a crier. And like if a so one time a fight broke out in front of my class and I tried to break it up and the girl reached over my head and slapped the girl anyway, and I just started tearing up. They made fun of me the rest of the year for that. But when it comes to like teaching, Um, I just kind of let it flow because like, for example, we were reading a book called A Long Way Gone about the African child soldiers and I wanted them to feel that. And so I didn't stop myself from crying because I wanted them to like understand the severity of it. You could definitely hear a pin drop because they're like, what, what do we do? (laughs) She's crying. Um, But then there's other times where it's like you're experiencing that together. So you may have, you know what I mean? like. You have other kids like, and I'm a mom too. So like, I deal with that kind of stuff really well. Like even like one-on-one, if a kid comes to me, like I'm really like good with like the hugs and just the calming. Like if one of my girl students starts crying in some other class, they come find me. Somebody got to come get me so I can go get her. So I'm really actually good with like dealing with sadness and emotions. And I try to tell them like, it's okay. And don't be afraid of emotions because high schoolers are just... Uh, they're all over the place. <laughs> so I just try to get them to confront it. It's okay. We all cry. It's fine. <laughs> what about like personal sadness, right? Like say- Like my sadness? Like if yeah. something happens to me? Like maybe say um, your principal said something to you that you didn't agree with, Ooh. right? And that happened like in the middle of the day. So you got to like- So you're like trying to pull it together. Yeah, before you see your students. That doesn't- I don't, Okay, so that type of cry, I don't let them see ever. I don't let them see me crying about something unless it's like I experienced a death in the family or something like that. I would be fine with crying in front of them because that's part of like that mutual we're a family. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to adults in the building, I really don't. I don't because I don't want to have to be like, yeah, such and such of a teacher. He's a jerk because then they'll (laughs) all try to like go get him. So no, like I'm serious. Like I've had that happen where I almost, they were just like, it wasn't so-and-so was it? And I'm like, Oh no, but it like totally was, but I wasn't going to let them know that because I don't want them. That's not really their place. You know what I mean? And usually if something happens in the middle of the day, the kids bring me back. So like being with them literally makes my day. Like being with them makes me forget about whatever nonsense is going on. So I think that just them being them and the other stuff we've discussed, like how we have those relationships with them helps me to deal with the difficult adult interactions right. that happen in the day, if that makes sense. Makes plenty of sense. So I use the same yeah. thing. Same thing. I normally mm-hmm. have probably two or three kids in each class that you okay, Mr. Joyner? Mm-hmm. Sure. They know. They know. They look all right. All right. Well, hey, mm-hmm. Mr. Joyner, I'm here for you if you need me. Hey man, I appreciate it, bro. Just the fact that you said you're there for me, that makes me feel better, man. Thanks. You're gonna make me cry. That's so and cute. The kid, <laughs> See, say, I'm a crier. Let me get my They phone. say, Mr. King, if you need someone to talk to, I was look like what like first of all, that's Isn't my that life. So sweet? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so sweet though. I'm like, I I appreciate it. Yeah. I think like you said, uh Daniel, the uh it hasn't happened often, or if it has, I just shrug it off pretty well. But there's been a couple times where my AP might have said something that I was like, wait, what? But then uh, as soon as I get back in front of my students, especially depending on what period it is, I forget mm-hmm. about it within a couple of minutes. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, dang, he said something? I don't really remember. And I already mm-hmm. forgot about it because those kids yep. have a way of just purging out the um, that negative energy. Yeah, yeah. And then 
and then with the sadness and like so my brother so the beginning of the year september 22nd is my brother's birthday so that's always a hard time mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. uh i let the students know up front about my brother so they know what to expect i'm like look september's his birthday i'm probably not going to be I'll i'll be here and i'll be the best that i can but just let you know that's on my mind and then there's a couple other dates that I left to know about. Like, look, this is just what it is, but I'm still here. So they know mm-hmm. ahead of time because that's just the way it goes. And then obviously the morning, those mornings that they fall over the school day, mm-hmm. I do things to prepare myself for that day to make sure that I'm the best me that I can be for them. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding. There had been a couple of times where I had to shut a student down because they say something without like, so like they'll be talking about like, like video games of war or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Make a little snap comment like, "Yeah, that's why my brother got killed." And then they'd be like, oh. mm. "Like, dang!" I'm like, "Hey, I mean, it is what it is. It's, that's what happens." So, yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, and I think like that's the other thing about the kids. So, in the flip side of the fact that their energy makes my day and it can make me forget about something bad that happened. On the flip side, they also help me with perspective because these kids deal with a lot. And when I'm focused on their needs, it makes me forget about whatever I was dealing with. Because at the end of the day, like, I want you to be okay as my student. And so that's my priority. So if if ever I'm like in a mood or something happens, but like a student had something serious happen, you know what I'm saying? It's like when I, it's like walking in my purpose helps me to like, not let certain stuff get to me. It helps me to be able to focus on them when I need to. It's not clouding my mind because on both sides, whether I'm I'm the one hurting or they're the one hurting, they are my like purpose. They are what I'm here for. And I try my best to um, just make sure that I am doing that. And I'm not, you know, it'll it all the stuff that they have to deal with in life. Like it's just sometimes like it just overshadows like anything that could be upsetting. It really does day. compartmentalize our problems no matter what yeah. the problem is. I mean, you have 30 students, five right. class, four to five classes. That's around 120, 150 students that can be affected because you can't focus. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. End of the day, like you said, they are what matters. And so it really mm-hmm. also helps us manage our emotions. Not ignore yeah. them because we still have right. to Right. Not ignore them. Yeah. It. But all right. Hey. I can do with this stuff later. Let me help this yeah, too. Let me help you out. Exactly. Exactly. When you do that, I think that also like just there's a healing in when you can help someone else heal mm-hmm. in the midst of your own, you know, sadness or in the midst of your own frustration mm-hmm. when you can help someone else that actually can help you. Do you ever tell students like, hey, you really helped me today because I was doing I sure do. I, I, I sure do. I, I tell them. I'm that. like. I was like, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like, I'll just be like, you know, like or at the end of the period or something, let's just say one of those situations happened where they really helped me like through a situation or if it's a certain kid, I'll just be like, I'll be real with you. Like you actually helped me today because I was going through it. And then they'll always be like, we knew we could tell, you know, because <laughs> I'm such a smiley, like bubbly person. Yeah. If I'm even slightly off of that, they know something is up. <laughs> it shows I really care. I, I, yeah. I, I tell whole classes like y'all yep. help me turn around today. Y'all saved my day today. Y'all made yep. today start off a little rough into a good day. Absolutely. And, and then it's actually funny because once you start saying that, then classes like, oh, so we're your favorite period. I'm like, yep. y'all, y'all had the magic touch today. I don't choose a favorite period to the end of the year. It's too soon for that. But you know, <laughs> I will tally mark to see how many periods helped me throughout the day. Mm-hmm. The, um, on the inverse, so, like. Do you tell students like, hey, man, I don't appreciate how you guys were today? Because I do that all the time. Yeah. No, I tell them I like perform to their standard. I'll let them know, hey, you guys were y'all were garbage today, man. No, when when my class when my class excels, I let them know like y'all killed it. And when they do not perform to where I think they perform, I let them know like, hey, y'all y'all didn't have a good day today. Tomorrow's a new day. We could try it again. Just you want your best today. So I let them I'll yeah. let them know if the class as a whole or individuals. Mm-hmm. I tell individuals too, like, hey, they're mm-hmm. you weren't I won't do it in front of everybody, but I'll no, no, yeah. Like, hey John, you slipped today, but that's okay. Cause I know you're gonna come back and make it up and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I'll let students know yep. who don't um meet up to my standards. And then 
Yeah. Actually, it's actually funny. So by it gets to the point in the year where I'm like, let's say I'm going in a hallway and I see someone who I have who doesn't give me any problems, but then mm. I see them put out in someone else's class. Yep. I'll, go, I'll just look at them. I'll just look at them mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, dang, like, don't be looking at me like that, Mr. King. And I just keep on moving because yep. you already know that we're going to have a the talk about that is, later. The best and, is yeah. they don't think you're looking at them. And then <laughs> someone else caps them. Hey, look, 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 move. And then they look like, oh, stop. <laughs> yep. Y'all know I go in mama mode. I go in mama mode fast. If they were acting up in my class for the day, the bell will ring or something. And I'll be like, um, come here. And then they'll come over there and I'll be like, now, you know, you were up in here acting a fool today. Is that why your mama sent you up here to act a fool? And they'll be like, dang, no, miss mom. And that's the same thing I do if I see them put out in somebody else. I say, you in here giving this man a hard time? I was like, I know your mama didn't send you to school today to give him a hard time. Dang, miss mom's okay. Like, dang. The thing I like to do, and I got this from the Air Force, from uh, basic training, I'll walk up on them real quiet and then just put my hand. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. And then they'll look. That jump gets them every time. <laughs> I got. You're that. the person I keep your contact on my phone because I I need you to come by my class and like put your hand on the ones you know. Like that's what I do with the the coaches. Like they'll have that one coach that like all he has to do is walk in the room and put his hand on his shoulder. Yep. <laughs> Not hard. Just firm. Just no. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> During my lunch period. And like my planning after I'm, I, we, we lesson plan together. So by my planning period, I'm usually done and grading is easy. So I'll be walking around just looking. And then sometimes I see some of those kids put out in the same class. I just like, I never have a conversation with them until after that class is done because I want that teacher to handle their business unless mm-hmm. I'm called to help handle that business. But, you know, the first thing, but mister, I didn't do anything. That's always the first one. That's always the first line. Always. Defense. And I don't even I don't even acknowledge it. Just look like, okay. And then they're like, well, this, yeah, 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 yeah. Say, say your excuses. Get it out of the way so we can just fix what we got to fix. So we can mm-hmm. keep going about. But I like, I like that. I like those relationships where I can just look and they already know that they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Feel good. Like another thing, my, I want to add this book up for you before, but like my assistant principal, Miss Sturgis, she told, she saw me getting on one student in another class and um, she knows the relationship I have with that student. She was telling, she pulled me aside, she was like, hey, Jordan, I don't want you getting on another class because you know his reputation is not the highest and you might be the only adult he has a good relationship with and you don't know what that relationship could do for him. So don't ruin it by getting on to him the same amount of times as other teachers are on to him. So I'm kind of mindful about that. Like, okay, what's the student's relationship be? What's the student's relationship with the other stu- uh, teachers in the, in the school? If it's some, if it's one where, okay, this kid's got a pretty good relationship with those that act, other teachers, okay, I will get on to it. But if it's to the point where I'm the only one that kid talks to, I'll let it go at the moment. Might talk to him later. You know what I mean? Hey, dog, come on, man. You know, you wouldn't. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, I try to leave it alone. If it's a student that doesn't have a good relationship with any other adults, just because of mm-hmm. the yeah. Or sometimes it'll be like, if I do talk to them, it'll be like, let's say it's the third time I've seen them going to detention and it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be like, okay, so this is time number three. Like, what is going on here? You don't get that in my class. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like you were saying, like, once you see it kind of a couple times, you're just kind of like, okay, I'm going to say something. Cause that just goes with like us caring about their well being. Right. And, and I really think it's like, like, I wish, this is like kind of going to seem off topic, but it's not. I wish teacher of the year was like based on stuff like that. Cause I feel like, I feel like, okay, I'm just going to say right now that I'm extremely salty that I have never wanted because I have been like so many kids favorite teacher, but that is not here or there. But I'm just saying, I wish it was based on that kind of stuff because like, that is what really matters. Like that is really what shows teacher of the year not like the other crap. Oh, good job. You found a new way that's cute for a kid to find a parabola. Does that kid like you? That kid hates you. All the kids in your class hate you. You do not deserve. I'm sorry. That back. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, We're salty about that together, I guess. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> look, look, look. We had these teacher awards this year where like the seventh graders voted for all these categories or whatever. And I think that the fact that I won, 
I clearly I won four of them, like first place I was four, and there was six I was top three in. So I was clear and large voted for like all these categories. And I was like, let's just be real. I had other teach I had other students who I don't even teach voting for me for these categories. Right. So, exactly. And you didn't get teacher of the year even though you won all these other stuff. That's what I'm saying, right? Nice. Oh like, okay. Look. I, I love, I'm gonna figure it out one day. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna finally get it one day. No, that actually might be just when I become a principal. When I become a principal, what my plan is is send out one of those surveys to all my kids and see who they vote for and the teachers that get tallied for that. And that's who's going to be my teacher of the year. I'm not going to let my APs and their coaches decide who the teacher Ooh, is. Oh, smart! Because so they're not in the classroom like that. Like they don't. They don't. I mean, they know the teachers, but the students know the teachers the best. I'm sorry, but they're the mm-hmm. ones agree with them. So I plan on using a survey like that, like like the little superlative awards or whatever. But that's what yeah. I'm going to use the base. I want to grow. You can't let it be the teachers that give out candy all the time and let kids skate <laughs> for everything. No, so that's the thing. So the teachers who, because there, there are teachers <laughs> on that on our award list who do give out the little awards because I don't give out awards like that. I don't give out chips. I don't give out candy. You get a good job. Congratulations. Thank you. You're awesome. You get words of affirmation from me, but I don't give, I don't give rewards because I did that my first year. And just for, for me and the way I work, that that doesn't work. I don't think that it works with the students too well. They can get that from other teachers. I'm not doing that. I like that. But I said to say the teachers who do do that, they weren't the ones who were getting the most. They weren't getting the most votes from their own students. So okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. No, and it's crazy because the ones who got the most votes for a lot of categories were what some would call the strictest or the quote unquote meanest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, y'all can say I'm mean all day, but obviously you like what I throw out there, be or else you wouldn't mm-hmm. be. So. What you guys mean to say? Is that I expect greatness out of you that you don't see yourself. That's oh right. my gosh, he took the words out of my mouth. I I said that I say that to them on the last day of school every year. Oh yeah, I, and I have, and that's another thing. I hold them to high expectations from the beginning. Yes, like, mm-hmm. and I let them know like day one, like <laughs> high expectations. We're not going to build up to anything. Mm-hmm. This is what I expect. This is yeah. what I know you're capable of, and this is what you will live up to. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think that the high expectations. I think that's so important. And it also has longevity. Like I have a former student that's playing football for Tulsa, um, University of Tulsa, and he wants to be a teacher, a social studies teacher, actually. And he was um, the conference that University of Tulsa is in. Um, I think it's like the American conference. I can't remember the conference name, but they said that if there are any athletes in this conference that want to be teachers, submit and like, tell us why you want to be a teacher and you can win $10,000. So long story short, he won the $10,000, but he didn't know he was about to. So they had him live, like on this TV show. And they were asking like, why did he want to be a teacher? And he actually said me and Mm -hmm. he won the $10,000 child. I was asleep. I thought somebody died. My phone was blowing up. Like (laughs) there was no tomorrow and people are going check Twitter, check Twitter. I'm like, please don't let it be a student's death. But, um, but anyway, just saying like, he was one of the ones that I was always like, Hey, you know, when you go to this next woman's class, you know how you're going to act in there. You know what I'm saying? Like he was one of the ones he was high strung. I had to kind of get on him a little, but like now look, you know what I'm saying? Like he realizes the importance. He sees it later. You know, that's beautiful. It is. I'm going to (laughs) cry. All right. So go after we go. So the day's getting ready to end, but real quick, I want to do like a real round Robin, uh, based off of, well, all the years of teaching, if you could pick like your favorite class periods, if you could remember like from what year, what class, like what class period was like your most lit or just do last year. So which one is a favorite class of all time or just favorite of last year? Uh, we can <laughs> go both if you want. Okay. All right. I can go first, I guess. I don't okay. have like a favorite class of all time. Well, I kind of do. But um, period wise, as far as like the day goes, typically my favorites are usually the second period. Because the first period sleep in the afternoon, they're getting like really antsy. That second period, they're kind of like they've woken up and they're kind of so that the second period is always my class that gets more done for like whatever reason. But then the last period of the day, a lot of times I'm more relaxed for whatever reason, or I'm just like, 
Okay, guys, you know, last period of the day. And one year um, when I was married for my 30th birthday, my then husband, we loved the show The Amazing Race. And so he created The Amazing Wife and he had like dropped off envelopes all over the city and I had to like go find them all. And he dropped one off to my ninth period class. And that was my last period of the day. And so they got the first envelope and they're probably, and the kid from Tulsa, he was in that class, the kid that plays for, so they are probably, that class is probably my like favorite class of all time, like legit. Um, They were sophomores at the time and I'm still in touch with so many of them. So that one's probably favorite of all time. But like with the others, it's more of like a time of the day kind of thing instead of a specific group. Uh, So like from this past year, my favorite would be my homeroom. And it's because they, that class had a lot of students with IEPs and RTI mm. and 504s. But like the last part of the year, because there was so much COVID stuff going on, like, oh, yeah. They just stayed in my class the whole, the whole day. And so we'd get oh. work from other classes, but they just stay in my room. And they started to improve to where other teachers would say, hey, I don't really have any students in your class who haven't done my work. <laughs> and it was reaffirming to me because I didn't make them do anything. I just gave them the reality situation. Hey, we play games all day. That's mm-hmm. cool. If you don't get your work done, that's on you. So if you get in trouble, you get in trouble. <laughs> and I told the teachers, hey, this is what I told them. So they understand, like, okay, these kids, they're making their own decisions. This is seventh grade. So the fact that they took it upon themselves the first half of the day to get all their work done. And the last part, I love that. play Uno, listen to music, whatever. <laughs> It, it, it made me feel real good to know that those students with the level of expectation they had, which wasn't none, wasn't really high. They exceeded expectations. And then my favorite of all time would have to be my uh, sixth period from 21, 22 school year because it felt like a family. Like, I'm still in contact with a lot of them. A lot of them mm-hmm. know I'm still, And we would get work done real quick at the beginning. Of the, and we had like 70 minutes for class. It was a long class period. But we get work done in the first part of class that we just talked about life, about girls, about being a father, about uh, why their parents Aww. do what they do. It was really, really dope. I'm still for, um, I love that. that. Yeah. So. That got me in the heart. That's so precious. Thank you. So <laughs> this year, it's a coin toss. I'm, I still, I'm still trying to figure it out because between my first and eighth, and like you, you, know, you said, first period, usually they're not awake in the morning, but this year, my first period, was pretty on it. And this first period probably had my favorite male and female student in it, actually. Like, <laughs> like absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my eighth period did end the day with a lot of energy, but I just think about the roasting battles that went on in that class and how much fun <laughs> we had and how they used to go in on each <laughs> other and everything. Like, I don't know. I think that might, that might be the class from this last year. And all these all these kids play video games nowadays. But my eighth period, I had kids in that class who was actually playing games that I actually played. So <laughs> <laughs> it was Love uh, that. something and they will go out and do it. Um mm-hmm. and they'd be like, I'll tell them about like I play Magic the Gathering, super nerdy card game. But those kids actually took a vested interest. I wound up giving them like some decks that I had already pre-built. So Aww. I gave them those. Uh, you know. We'll be uh, keeping in contact on like up to upcoming Nintendo Switch releases and just, I don't know, I think it might be my eighth period. You know, they they did give me a lot of headache, but that class was, <laughs> yeah. And then all time, uh, it was between two classes. It was either my second period from last year or my, fir- my fourth period from my first year. And I'm really leaning towards my first year, fourth period. Um, and that's mostly because of the relationships I built in that class. Because that was my first year teaching, and I didn't know what I was really doing. And I had one kid coming there, and I didn't know if I was going to... He was put in my class because they thought I could have a good, positive impact on him. Mm-hmm. It it started off rough. He's the only one who I, had to, I ever had to go Corporal King on. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's the only one who ever experienced that. All these other kids who like, you yell all the time. Da, da, da. Y'all don't know anything about that. This is the only kid that did. And, you know, we had this one big blow up. And then after that, though, everything, like, he's probably my favorite student of all time, to be honest. I actually saw Aww. him last year. He was walking. 
And he's like, hey, Mr. King, you remember me? I'm like, of course I do. He barely How could I not? Yeah. <laughs> but he, and then, yeah, he came. I was like, you want to come out here and run, run these kids into the ground? He's like, no, I got to get ready to go to work. And I'm like, oh, all right. And so then he wound up giving me like a soda that he had in everything. I was like, thanks. <laughs> but I think that's my favorite because he's my favorite student of all time because he's like what I consider my, that I know, I know other kids are going to be successful, but for someone who I had such a contentious relationship with to turn mm-hmm. around and have such a great relationship with by the end of the year just makes me, it kind of validates me and yeah. path that I chose. So I think that's my favorite. Uh, class. It's probably because of him. Because yeah, ooh, that was a roller coaster ride. I remember one time mm-hmm. we were doing this push-up contest, me and him, and he was actually about to beat me because he like we were going and I was going at like still a steady pace, but he kept going. Like man, I used to get tired by now, but he didn't get tired. So then I start speeding up my reps to k- catch him off balance and make him like so he couldn't go as fast <laughs> as I could. So he wound up. We were but I'm pretty sure we kept going at the pace. He probably would have outlasted me. I was like. Hmm. Lose in front of you. I can't lose in front of you. Lows make the highs that much better, man. What's that? They really do. The lows make the highs that much better. Oh yeah. 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 And I have that too. I've had a student like cuss me out. Like she would bring hot Cheetos class every day, and I was like, I told you we got roaches. Like stop with hot Cheetos. I don't want any roaches. And then she would be like, you mother. Like she would just go off on me. But then like some days she wouldn't. Like some days she would cuss me out. Some days she wouldn't. And it was just tumultuous. Like sophomores are horrible human beings. Like they just really are going through a lot and they cuss you out. They do a lot of things. They just have attitudes, like attitudes. But some of those sophomores that have given me the most attitude, that next year they come back like, oh, where's my favorite teacher at? And for their junior and senior year, they just cannot stay away. Like, (laughs) I will never understand. I was just an MF just, just last year. What I'm you, they come back and they're just like, ooh, I love her. Y'all better not disrespect her. I'm like, you did. That's all you did. <laughs> <laughs> disrespect. And then I end up loving them because they like, you know, came back and like they said sorry for their terrible attitude and they just turned into me a lovely person. But yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's all you did. Yeah. Oh, man. Patrick, we're going to go ahead and close out with the last uh, topic. Yeah, man. So, like, what was the sweetest thing a class or a student ever did for you? I'll go ahead and lead off. This was not this past year, but the one before, 21, 22. Students got a big poster board and went around the school and got people to sign it for my birthday. And then during lunch, all of sixth grade and all of seventh grade sang happy birthday to me in my room. <sighs> Oh. And then oh. at the end of the day, they threw me a birthday party. Oh, so I would have cried. I'd been done. Like pizza and they bought uh, drinks and candy. Oh. And we played games like a trivia game you were talking about. They played a trivia game about me. It was oh my gosh. the dopest birthday I've ever had in a school setting. I didn't know that was possible. But man, it was and students I don't even teach came and like man i've been wanting to meet you all year mr jordan i've been hearing oh about my you. gosh yeah that was, that was the sweetest thing any students ever done for me that got me in the heart i'm like tearing up over here that is so precious i have kind of similar so when i was pregnant with my daughter i was a student council sponsor so they took it upon themselves to throw me a baby shower so they did all the refreshments all the stuff they invited the kids and the teachers and everything it was all a huge surprise i had no idea so that was really really sweet and then I, um, with my son, I was in the hospital, like I got pulled off work. So I was like in the hospital for like six months or like something mm-hmm. crazy, the whole second half of my pregnancy. So they did the, the thing they had took a, a poster around and like so many kids signed it and they assistant principal brought it to the hospital. So that was really sweet. And then I have one academic example because like every example I've given has been non-academic. So people who listen to this are going to be like, is she just like a party teacher or like what? <laughs> but, so I wanted to have at least one academic example. Um, and I think y'all will appreciate this one. So it was, again, sophomores, horrible humans. We were reading like this story out of the textbook, right? And they would not settle down. And that class was mostly boys and they just would not settle down. And I was like, stop it. And I was like, if I have to stop again in the middle of this reading, y'all are going to be very sorry. And they're just like, ah, da, 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 da. so they still kept going. So I didn't say one word, shut the book. I started writing on the board. This story will now be for homework. I'm going to go make copies and bring it up here so that you all 
have no excuse. I don't want to hear not another word. And I'm very disappointed in each and every one of you. And I walked out the door, told my next door neighbor, I said, listen out for them because I'm going to make these copies for their homework. So I marched down to the coffee thing. I'm making the copies. I come back and the main class clown is reading to the class. <laughs> they are all, they are all with their books and they are following along. And he was like, okay, uh, you next go. And then they just all were like, they just were taking turns. And I didn't say not a word. I just watched them. And I promise you, and they were black young men. They're reading this book. Things could have gone so many ways. And it just got me in the heart that they really felt that bad, that they, they were just like, we thought we made you quit. And we were not going to let that, like that couldn't be. And, and they really felt bad. And that just got me in the heart. Like, I was just like, this is why you don't give up on kids. Like, this is why, like, deep down it's in there, you know, and if they know you care enough about them, like you'll see it, you know? So that got me in the heart. They knew how to, I didn't expect it either. I just thought I was going to come back to total chaos still. <laughs> yeah, for me. So ever since I started teaching, I've been singing, uh, I sing happy birthday to my kids. Like I do like a, um, some type of Whitney Houston, high pitch. Oh my God. I love that. I try to hit high notes and all this other jazz. <laughs> Um, knowing I can't sing. And then like they'll get it either in my classroom, in the hallway. There's been a couple special ones. We got it in the whole cafeteria in front of everyone. Yeah. They like to say, don't sing for me for my birthday, but then uh-huh. like, my birthday's tomorrow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, this year, I was actually in school for my birthday because usually we're out of school for my birthday. So I had one student who tried to uh, sing to me the way I sung to them, and it was absolutely <laughs> priceless. She tried to do that. Yeah, but she, oh, yes. So, uh, that's one of the nicest things uh, because, you know, I don't sing happy birthday for them to do it back to me. You know, I just do it right. for part of their day so they can get recognized and have the, um, the spotlight on them like it should be because it's their mm-hmm. day and they should be able to celebrate yeah. So I do that. So that was was, uh, pretty nice. And then, of course, every time a student tells me, thank you for the advice you gave or you're right about this. It's just like, you know what? I thank you for telling me. I appreciate it. And that's just validation for me. So thank you. Those are uh, that's the the, the sweetest thing, though, singing hands down. I never had a student sing to me for my birthday. So we're going to wrap up there, you know. Thank you for uh, both of you for sharing your days. Thank you for, you know, hopefully teachers who listen to this realize that they can be fun and effective and don't have to put up this wall or anything like that. And until next time, thank you all for listening to Apples and Coffee.